0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Always a, a pleasure doing this segment to, as we continue with our series about uh, the Lions Lair Competition, and and of course this is the seventh annual, I guess, uh, in so many years we've been involved right from the get go on this. And uh, part of the tradition, of course, is to bring the ten finalists onto the program here on the Bill Kelly Show and let them talk to about uh, to you about their products, about their innovations, and uh, what they've been doing so far. And uh, you know some of the stuff that we've uh, uncovered over the last uh, seven years has just been remarkable and of course many of these companies have gone on to have great success uh, nationally and internationally as well and uh, this competition obviously is a real catalyst for that sort of thing uh, today's example uh, is, is no exception to that either uh, the, uh, well, I'm going to get these guys to talk about this um, Amelie is with us course, and Jacob Jackson who are co-founders first of all guys thanks for coming in today it's great to have you with us huh? uh, as we get rolling on the competition here uh, the company is called Hint uh, Nero. And uh, th- this is this is fascinating. And I, I-, I got to tell you, not I'm, I'm always impressed with the number of healthcare innovations uh, that seem to be part of this competition year in and year out. Hamilton has really developed a reputation over the years as an innovator when it comes to healthcare and, and innovative techniques,
1: etc. like this. Th- this fits right into that, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, as I was saying, um, uh, well, the name of the company to start off with is uh, Hint, no Neuro, which stands for Healthcare Innovation in Neurotechnology. Um, and um, right now we're building a wearable device that is used for stroke detection. So it fits uh, perfectly with that new trend of moving and transitioning towards comfortable healthcare right at home. Uh, How did you guys come up with the idea? So uh, what we did was we realized how big of a problem stroke was was to begin with, um, and what we did was uh, reached out to some stroke neurologists here in Hamilton, which is a big hub for uh, neurology in the stroke field. Um, We realized that a big problem they have is secondary stroke prevention, and from there we developed the idea of having an in-home monitoring method of detecting a stroke as soon as it happens so we can rush patients to treatment faster.
0: So what's your background? Where would you go to school?
1: I, myself, uh, did a degree in electrical and uh, biomedical engineering at McMaster University and then uh, followed it up with a uh, master's in engineering, entrepreneurship, and innovation.
2: Jacob, what about you? So I met Ahmed in the master's degree for entrepreneurship and innovation. And uh, before that, I studied physics at UBC in Vancouver. Okay. So what's hometown for you? Hometown's Ottawa. Oh, okay, yeah. fine,
0: boy. You, it's a rather circuitous yeah. route you've taken to get to <laughs> Hamilton here, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, from coast to coast, I'm banging all over the place like this. But, but again, it goes to I guess the the reputation that McMaster has and, and some of the great courses. now, uh, um, I mean, you guys have got to be obviously proud uh, students of, of the university. Uh, you know, when you see things like the you know the uh, international uh, rankings, of course, and mm-hmm. McMaster is, is just rising, rising, rising into the top fifty now. It's just uh, incredible. But it's programs like that that really kind of put that up in the at that exchange line don't there
1: exactly and uh to mention uh, that there's actually uh we just recently were awarded the number 1 entrepreneurship program yeah. in, in the world so uh... if anything that's uh, more of a validation to the kind of strength of courses that is uh, offered at mcmaster and the hamilton community for entrepreneurship alright
0: G- give me the background as to how you came up with this i mean this is obviously right in the wheelhouse for both of you guys mm-hmm. uh... but to do a medical innovation and 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 come up with a, an idea like this uh... is is this something that touched your family something that you guys had experience with about stroke that that
2: kind of steered you in that direction yeah so um... W- I was doing um, medical research at UBC, and particularly in stroke. So I had met a lot of patients who had suffered from a stroke and uh, saw that the debilitating effects that they have afterward. And then when I met Ahmed here in, in Hamilton, we decided together that we both really wanted to solve a problem in stroke. And so we started talking to all the stroke neurologists, like Ahmed said, here in Hamilton. And what they kept telling us over and over again is that they send patients home who've had a warning stroke or something that says now that they're at risk of having a full-blown stroke. But they send them home with really not that much because they don't know when that stroke is going to come. So we wanted to fill that void and send them home with something that can help them in the case that a stroke actually does occur. If you've got somebody who's in that position right now. I
0: mean, it's 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 like the the sword of Damocles hanging over your head. I mean, you don't know when it's going to happen. It's probably going to happen, but you don't know when, you don't know how. You don't know if you're going to have help. I mean. That it's no wonder that uh, that you guys say, hey, we got to do something to address this. A lot of folks are kind of, uh, I'd be on pins and needles, I guess, if, you know, thinking, okay, that was a warning. When's the big one coming?
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it, it does add the, the value of, if it does actually happen, you can get them to treatment in time because you've detected the stroke. And the treatment for stroke is only four and a half hours. So that's really, really important to get them there. But the second value that you've touched on is that, it allows patients to go home and feel more comfortable knowing that there's something that they're helping them in case that event does happen. I'm, I'm trying to think of a related technology, and, and the one that came to mind when I was reading about your product,
0: uh, about what you guys have done here with Hint, uh, is uh, is the CPAP machine for people that have sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they said, listen, you know, the bad news is, Ahmad, you have sleep apnea, you stop breathing when you're sleeping. Well, I got to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and you just thought, boy, I hope this isn't the night that that actually happens for more than 10, 5 seconds or whatever it might be. So they developed a CPAP machine, obviously, and that's that comfort level now. People know that, okay, I got, I'm, I'm covered. I, I, I feel a lot better
1: about that. You know? And uh, this is going to do the same thing, I guess, for people that are dealing with stroke. Exactly. So the idea came about from similar uh, take home devices that are used for other conditions. Uh, in addition to the CPAD, there's also uh, Holter monitors mm-hmm. that are used for monitoring heart conditions. Um, so, what we do is we give them a companion to let them know. You're safe with our device. Even in the case of a stroke, it doesn't have to be uh, debilitating. It doesn't have to change your lives. So we'll get you to treatment in a timely manner.
0: Well, that's important. I want to talk a little bit about that, and I guess uh, we can't help talking about uh, hint without talking a little bit about stroke itself. And uh, it has become, I think, something that's more of in our in our consciousness right now because we hear about people that are dealing with that. Uh, the good news is, of course, uh, as you mentioned, Jacob. Uh, the good to, the, to this whole thing is that er, with early treatment, an awful lot of people can be stroke victims uh, f- three, four, five months later you can see them and you figure you never know they had one because they, there's a, a very good chance of full recovery and, and uh, it doesn't have to be debilitating, I guess depending obviously on the stroke like that, but but now that it's there, uh, this this is perfect. I mean, this is this is the product, this is the device, I guess, to give them that, that level of, of of comfort to know
2: that, okay, I'm, I'm looked after right now. Somebody's got my back. Definitely. You're right. And um, it's really important to monitor these people when they're at the highest risk phase. And that's why we've, we've targeted people who've had a warning stroke. So it's also known as a TIA. So if you get one of these events, it could be a small numbing in the fingers. It's really important to go see your physician and so that they can Help you prevent the, um, maybe a full blown stroke that could come all down the road. Okay, so to talk to us about this. Here's the idea: both smart guys, you both got "Hey,
0: this is a great concept. Let's put our heads together on this one." How do you get it from here onto paper and 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 to develop the product like that? How how onerous was that? Um, so
1: the the first. Uh, obstacle was actually identifying what the real problem is. Um, like stroke in itself is a big field. Um, so we kind of focused on the niche of secondary stroke prevention, which is one of the biggest problems they face here in Canada. After we really identified what the problem was, we met with uh, patients and people who've either suffered from a stroke or know someone who has to kind of validate uh, that idea even more. After that, we came up with a solution. So the solution actually came as the last problem. Uh, piece of the puzzle where we decided, okay, why don't we make a wearable device that uses EEG technology to take home with the patients? And after that, uh, we validated that with the neurologists themselves and asked them, would you recommend that to your patients? Does it add any value, basically? And they all agreed that it does add a huge benefit in reducing the long-term debilitating effects of a stroke. And from there, we built the team with the necessary skill sets to be able to develop um, this technology. And uh, right now, about uh, 12 months later, we have a fully functioning Prototype that we're using to detect a stroke, and right now operating out of the Hamilton General Hospital to collect more data to validate our uh, algorithm with it.
0: What kind of feedback are you getting from the medical community on this, Jacob?
1: Oh, great feedback.
2: I mean, some people are worried about the comfor- comfortability of the device because it's a headband. Um, but, you know, uh, the, the initial results are looking great, and, you know, e- we're even getting great feedback from potential patients. So people who've had a stroke saying, I wish I had this when I went through that five years ago or whatever. So describe it exactly what it looks like. You you mentioned you got the prototype right now. Is is it really like a headband itself? Yeah, imagine a Nike headband. Okay. And uh, on the inside of the headband, there are a few dry electrodes that measure brain activity through the scalp. And so um, the way it works is uh, when a stroke happens, you actually have a blockage of blood flow to one side of the brain, Mm -hmm. right? So we pick up that difference from the healthy hemisphere of the brain to the non-healthy hemisphere that's having the stroke with the EEG device, and then our alarm sounds to get you to treatment. So, in other words,
0: if it detects there's something wrong, uh, my my head starts to what whatever it's going to do. There's a, there's an alarm, a physical alarm that I'm going to hear or I'm going to feel.
1: Exactly. So it will be paired up with uh, the patient's cell phone. In this case, as okay. well as their caregivers, they get an alarm on their phones, and at the same time, the uh, EMS or the emergency services are alerted, so they can come and rush the patient to treatment. And in addition. The patient can see where the emergency is, like if the ambulance is on its way, to let them know. Um, That we're with them every step of the way. Well, this covers all the paces,
0: then. Because my next question was going to be, well, that's great. Now my phone's telling me that I'm having a stroke. But if it's, you know, if I can't use my hand or something like that, if that's but this is already done. That your app is going to
1: do all this for them. Exactly. So there's no need uh, for the patient to interact at all with uh, any um, EMS services or caregivers because um, usually when people get a stroke, um, they're unable to speak, sometimes unable to move their hands, unable to communicate, essentially. Um, And so we take care of that for them and let them know. You know, help is on the way, don't worry. Um, Someone is coming to get you to uh, the hospital right now.
0: So uh, if it is debilitating to the point where you can't even move, Mm -hmm. uh, don't worry. It's all covered anyway.
1: Exactly. Um, And in addition as well, we cash it in sleep as well. Um, So even if the patient was to be sleeping, they can put on the headband. Um, and it will wake them up t- uh, to let them know that help is on its way to get them to the hospital.
0: Why doesn't everybody have one of these? This
1: is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys have asked that, haven't you? Yeah, uh, I think it's because um, in the past the technology did not exist to be able to create something in such a small uh, form factor as a headband, and right now we're at that perfect nexus of entering the market with that kind of technology to uh, implement it with um, stroke patients.
0: But, uh, but i got to think, though, Jacob, and when, I mean you're telling me you're working with Hamilton Health Sciences at the General here with this right now. Uh, I would think hospital foundations all over the place would be just embracing this idea. What a fabulous, innovative idea!
2: Yeah, so we're starting to uh, work with other hospitals outside of Hamilton General um, to partner up. But you still have to go through the whole regulatory process, you know, in Canada, it's <laughs> Health Canada, and in the U.S., the FDA. Um, so it's this time to get this thing to market is a little, a little long. But uh, we are definitely got the partners we need, and we're working towards it. Well, I'm going to ask you something without trying to bite the hand
0: that's feeding you right now. When you're working with the, the folks at the General here downtown. Uh, we had one of your other finalists on the show the other day, and they were talking about their fabulous new app too that uh and it 's post surgical you know they if you have a problem i 'm sure you know these guys and uh that the, you know you can just go to the app and it'll tell you yeah your your broken leg is is healing properly, you know it 's not or yeah, you better go back to e r uh, and it's a fabulous idea, but they were telling us. That hospitals and hospital boards, et cetera, like that, are a little slow sometimes to pick up on 21st century technology. Uh, well, that's not the way we've always done it, but, but there's an urgency to what you guys are doing uh, because we've heard from healthcare officials that say that, yeah, we we send people home after the treatment for stroke, but you're always wondering. I hope, gee, I hope Jacob's going to be okay. I uh, hope we don't see him back here in 48 hours, uh, one way or another. This app here ensures that that's not going to happen, or if it does,
1: you know, it's a, it's a legitimate emergency. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they do it for a good reason. It's a bit slow on, on the hospital side because, um, you know, you're dealing with patients' lives here. Yeah. Um, and you've got to make sure that whatever it is that you're uh, implementing as a new technology works perfectly. So there is, a, like, uh, two sides of the coin to it. Um, there is the, the side that it makes it l- really slow to implement new technologies. But on the plus side is that you're only going to implement something that actually works, and that's why they put all these um, regulatory processes to make sure that only the fit products make it to market.
0: Okay, now what do you have to do to impress Health Canada, then, Jacob? Because that seems like a pretty big hurdle at this stage.
2: Yeah, definitely. So you have to run trials uh, with with research partners within academic institutions. And uh, and you're you're doing that. We're starting out with uh, McMaster and Hamilton Health Sciences. And uh, once you've reached, you know, there's a few steps, but um, once you reach a point where you have a high enough sensitivity and specificity to warrant using the device for this purpose, then you can apply to Health Canada and, and get the approval, and that that application process will take about six months in Canada, and a little bit longer in the, with the FDA.
0: Are you going to do this like as a, as a one-two shot, go to both the, the United States market and the Canadian market at the same time?
1: Um, yeah, uh, well the same data would apply, wouldn't it? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. But we're starting with the Canadian one, as our uh, all of our partners are here, um, and we have the data to support uh, from the neurologists over here. So we're starting with that, and because it's a lot faster than in the states. That's where we're starting, and then we'll use that to kind of support our application under um, the FDA in the States.
0: Talk to me about the support you guys are getting. Obviously, going through the innovation factory and, uh, and, and, and mentorship, I think, has got to be a big part of this, too. I mean, you're, you're both very smart guys and very qualified, but, I mean, it's always uh, good to have somebody open a few doors for you. That had to be a key part of what you guys are doing.
2: Yeah, definitely. So um, we would be just still talking to each other if it weren't for all of our mentors (laughs) and the help that that we've gotten in Hamilton. So I I can't say enough about that. McMaster, Innovation Factory, The Forge, which is a startup incubator, Hamilton Health Sciences, and multiple, multiple other mentors who've come in from other places, you know, regulatory experts, business experts. Um, uh, we just the dozens of people have helped us to get where we well, are Well, that, that's always a, a hang up for an awful lot of people that are are
0: thinkers and innovators like you two guys are is all of a sudden you have to develop a business case and that's foreign to an awful lot of people uh, you know it's there's fundraising to do there's business you know you' there's dollars and cents here and that's that's maybe some of the heavy lifting but boy, it sure helps if you have some experts that
1: can help you out on that. Exactly. And that's kind of the beauty of competitions like Lion's Lair is that they don't only focus on funding, which would uh, what people would usually expect is the only thing you need to build a business. Yeah. But as me and Jacob go through, it, we realize we need help, you know, with regulatory, for instance. What is our go to market strategy? How do we build our business plan? And with that, these competitions uh, provide money in addition to mentorship, uh, as well as other services and packages offered by companies that help you get to your goal.
0: Well, uh, you and I are going to be having this conversation in the next couple of years where all of a sudden this thing, uh, this fabulous uh, product, this hint is going to be available in drug plans every place because insurance companies are going to embrace this. Uh, <laughs> because, no, it, it ro- lowers risk factors for an awful lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck in the competition. I, I hope you guys do well. I, I, as you know, we're going to be broadcasting the day after over at the Innovation Factory. and i got a feeling I'll be talking with you guys again uh, after the dinner that night. Uh, and uh, when they start listing who the winners are going to be. This is just a fabulous idea. Congratulations on everything you've done so far. Thanks, and, Bill. and And good luck to both of you in the future. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Bill. It's called Hint. That's uh, H, small I, capital N-T. N, T. The Hint Nero. And uh, Ahmed and Jacob are going to be world famous, and you heard it right here on CHML.
1: The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.